Hey everybody, uh, welcome back to the com- c- Comic Comfort Podcast. Uh, we've got Carlos, hey. Jaren, that's me, and me, Big Dave. We would have been here earlier, except uh, the multiple man superhero MMO was trying to steal all of the arcade games. So like, <laughs> it was really difficult. We had to take care of that first. Today we're going to be talking about uh, superhero video games. But uh, first, how, uh, how was your guys' weekend? I say it went pretty well. I um, I went to go see a play on Friday. I went to go see the Adams Family. It was a comedy, you know, play, and I thought it was pretty neat. Um, definitely something you could see over at uh, the local university. And uh, I you know I look forward to going to more plays. Awesome. Was there anything particularly cool about it? That you liked? It, was, it was very witty. It was very, you know, the wordplay was there. You know, where they were like, "Oh, I'm trapped like a Disney star." You know that type okay. of thing. Oh, so I had a hint nice. of like modern. To like, you know, so it was like an classic. updated comedy Adams family. Correct, correct. It was more of a family oriented than like the morbid dark family type of thing right. that you would see in the movies. But uh, it was great, you know. Awesome. What else did you do? Maybe. Other than that, just hung out with some friends and uh, did a little bit of light shopping. Uh, you know, I like to go shopping. Note taking device. Yes, yes. I bought a couple of gadgets here and there, and uh, you know. And I mean, the other super nerdy thing that you did with me that you're just glossing over is we spent hours catching Pokemon during <laughs> Pokemon Go's community day. Yes, the reason why I don't mention this is because we were stuck in traffic just trying to get to the place. Yeah. You know? Hours and hours. You had an Iron Man marathon, so that was kind of inconvenient for everyone. But Not it was the good. cool kind of Iron Man. Yeah, yeah. The question is, any shinies? Oh yeah, tons of them. I got like ten of them. <laughs> yeah, you know. Shiny Pokemon. I, I rated once got the raid pokemon and it happened to be shiny and i didn't even know my fiance was just like you got a shiny i was like really? mind you this man has no interest in playing pokemon go <laughs> yeah. he only plays because of his fiance but he's getting like all the good stuff i don't even play it so you know so. i did when it came out when it was all hyped up but i stopped yeah it's still there it's something to do with your significant other that's mainly why i play but you know pokemon and all that yeah how about you jared what did you do uh worked on what we have here, as you can tell, we've, uh, for the video version people, uh, you guys can't see for the audio, we got rid of the comfort couch, um, right. and we upgraded to a little table, got some new microphones, hopefully the audio sounds a little better. Uh, as you guys can see, we are sitting at a lovely little table here. So, upgraded that, um, made some plans to go shoot some arrows on Thanksgiving coming up. That's going to be in a couple of days, so I'm going to go to the range and do that. Very cool. Other than that, uh, that's pretty much it. Work. I, I noticed that it's a lot brighter in here. Like, it would be way harder to be Batman in this room <laughs> oh, than, that's uh, true. than the last time. He's under, he's under the table, so... Yeah, well, I mean, we keep him under the table for other reasons. Fun guy! We got rid of the casting couch, but we, we made some concessions in the other direction. All right, so... That uh, dark really quick. Yeah, well, not... Oh, yeah. I get it. Ah, oh, ah. Like, part of me wants to just turn off the lights to be like, okay, it got dark really yeah. quick. All right, bad puns aside. Um, so, what, uh, what was your guys' first foray into superhero video games? So, the first video game that I played was the Spider-Man game on the Sega Genesis. I gotta be honest with you, I never played that game, never owned a Sega Genesis. It is a game I never beat. It is a game I was, you know, I was like 
four. I was like five. What what did I know? You know. If you were born today, you would have beaten it. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes <laughs> I wish to go back, you know, and beat it. But there's just so many games out there, you know, to play. But that's the one I specifically remember, and I got it because of the cover art, and it was just like the Spider-Man on the side of the building, just doing that thing like uh-huh. this. Um, so that's you know. For that, those of you listening, he totally made a web shooting action. <laughs> because, uh, I just thought people would know somehow. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, like next time you make that, that shape with your hands, I'm just going to be like, thwip, thwip, so people know what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> All right, how about you? Um, actually, this just dawned on me literally just now because I was going to say something else, but Maximum Carnage for N64. Or not uh, NES. So I got to ask, both of those games... Were they like beat em ups? Like, did you so just basically, Maximum Carnage was like playing the old school, um, like Simpsons game. Oh, okay. So okay. it's kind of like that platforming, but not platforming. Uh, it's I got you. Way, the way that it was made, it was like the old X Men game. Yeah, yeah, like two and a half dimensions, yeah. running around, beating up whoever comes on exactly. screen. Exactly. Yeah, the Spider Man game was a 2D side scroller. Type of thing where you just have to jump onto the other platform and hope there's another platform there. Oh. You know, otherwise you just die. It kind of sounds like my first one was the regular Nintendo Batman Returns, and it was full on side scroller. There was a little like there was a little bit of fighting, a couple of bosses, but like I had such horrible hand eye coordination back then that like there's a mechanic to get up that you have to like jump from wall to wall, <laughs> and I could maybe do it twice before I would scream mom as I fell back down. And I was like mom. I used to get very angry, and it was always my mom's fault. Yeah, it's just fascinating that there are games that we never really beat. You know, we just couldn't beat just because I mean, of how this we isn't, were. This isn't comic book related, but I'm going to throw this out there. I mean, you said you got it on Sega Genesis. Yeah. Lion King. No one could ever beat level four, man. <sighs> is, that, is that the wildebeest chase where you're yep. like running at the screen? Yeah, and yeah. to complement that, the Aladdin game as well is pretty hard, too. Oh my god, dude. You know, and so back hard. then, mind you, we didn't have no memory cards or saved nope. cartridges on there. Pause, and then you're like, "Mom, we're going to the grocery store, but I, I gotta beat this." Gotta nope, on. we're going to the grocery store right now. Okay, pause. Please, God, don't let there be a power outage. I've spent five hours doing this. Go back, come back, pray to God your game's still there. And that's it. You know, it was the most difficult game. It still is. You know, and. Uh, funny enough, I saw it at the store the other day. They matched the two games <laughs> into one game on the PS4, nice. PS5, and you can still play it to this day. Yeah, superheroes have had like a, a pretty strong showing, especially the longer we, we've, you know, as things have become more sophisticated, as game design has gotten better. And so, like, there's been a couple bumps along the way. I mean, we, we all remember the... Uh, regular Nintendo first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles where like oh, the first so boss you beat you just spam Donatello and hide where he can't hit you and hit him with a really <laughs> long stick yep. but then most people can't get past that like after that the game got so much harder yeah uh, I never beat that uh, what was there Superman 64 did either of you ever play that which one was that one Superman 64 was the first time it was like a you played Superman, you were in an open world, and like flying sucked, fighting sucked, you couldn't lock on anything, oh you find yourself God, upside I down. That. I could I never even got past the first opening where there are meteors flying at the city and you have to destroy yeah. the meteors. Hmm. The only thing worth mentioning about this particular Superman game is Superman, because he's indestructible, did not have a health bar. Metropolis had the health bar, oh, and I thought that was genius. How does that work? Well, like, 
in the in the case of like the meteors coming down, you had to destroy as many meteors as you could, and they couldn't the destroy Metropolis. Like, okay. They couldn't hit the ground to destroy <laughs> Metropolis. And like you'd go and you'd fight your bosses, and like you'd hit them, and they'd fly around. Well, if they did too much damage to the area around you, uh, you would lose. So you never had the health bar. But if the city got too damaged, you know, you, you, you couldn't do die. it. Anymore. Okay. Um, there's a, you know, there's a, there's a couple more that I wanted to throw out. Like, you mentioned the X-Men game back in the, uh, back in the arcade. Like, it might have been identical to the Simpsons game, but I was always Nightcrawler. I was Me always too. happy to bounce around, kicking the crap out of robots. Wolverine. Yeah, um, yeah, Wolverine was, wasn't Beast Wolverine Beast was one. Beast was pretty dope, too. So if it wasn't Nightcrawler, because, like, you know, it was, like, that four-person arcade play, like, you know, everybody had to be someone. You couldn't be two Nightcrawlers. You know, Beast would be my other one. Yeah, I... Beast had like some of his animations reminded me a lot of like Baraka from Street, Street Fighter. Fighter. Like, and he even looked kind of. Now that I think about it, it might have been Baraka. <laughs> yeah, they might have just like copied it a little bit or Maybe at least blue. attached that. Yeah. Um, there were things like the uh, the infamous series. I'm going to drop an honorable mention. Like, that's not a comic book, but you were straight up superheroes. Like, you got a superpower. You went up against people who had similar superpowers. There was a time travel story element. Like. It was absolutely a love letter to superhero stuff, but it wasn't anything that there was a movie for or anything. I did, I did see a couple of trailers here. That did. I'm going to add an honorable mention that we didn't talk about earlier that I just thought about. Quantum Break for PS4. I don't know if either of you played that game. No, isn't that by it, the people? It was the guy that plays Iceman. That he was the main character of okay. the game. So the, the dude that plays Iceman in the, in the X-Men movies was the main character of this game. And you had all these superpowers, and as you play the game, you progress. You have like a an upgrading bar, basically. Of so it had a skill tree. Basically, you could upgrade all your powers. So ignorantly, as a person playing a video game, you just kind of click through all the crap as you go. Mm -hmm. I didn't notice that you could upgrade things. There was like a you collected so many like parts or like I think it was like a floating like X-ray or some shit. You collected it, it added to your skill tree, you get points. Well, then you can go into your skill tree, level up your stuff. I didn't know I could do that at the time. My ex-wife, she was playing it. I came home from work, and they had all these cool extra powers. I'm like, what the hell? How do you guys have all this cool stuff? Like, how does this work longer than what I have? And I played this game, and it took me, like, five days to get to the final boss, and I was struggling, couldn't beat him or anything like that. I mean, I was... Eight hours, man. I played this, this boss battle. And I could not do it. And they're like, oh, try it with ours. And I beat the guy in like two minutes. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell? How did that, like, I can't even beat it on mine. And they're like, well, let's go back. Let's go to your profile. I had, I think I had a 200 skill tree, like, level ups that I never used. And they're like, you beat the game without leveling up anything. Wow. And I'm like, I didn't know I could. I had no idea. I made my dude super badass, and then I ended up beating the guy. And I mean, honestly, I joked about it. I really wish they had made like a like an achievement for you to be able to beat the game without upgrades. as bare bones as possible. Yeah, like that game was so hard for me because <laughs> I didn't know I could do that. And then hop over to my you know my partners at the time. And it's just like cake work. That's an honorable mention game. That game was awesome. If you guys haven't played it, definitely. 10 to 10 recommend. Hmm. 
Now, we're, we're going to jump into our, our two meteor ones here in a second. The last honorable mention I'm throwing out there just because they're so popular and they're not going anywhere. And even as a 36-year-old man, I play the crap out of them. The Lego superhero games, everyone is absolutely... The, even the Lego Star Wars, the, the, like, the Lego villains, Lego heroes. There's even an open-world Lego heroes one where you can unlock Moon Knight. And I was like... I have to check this out. I own it. I haven't played it yet, but that's because it takes so much time to collect all the Lego crap. <laughs> yeah. I, I played Lego Jurassic Park, and that game was dope. Was wait, it? Wait, that's the thing. The Star Wars one was pretty good too, but I'm because I, I love Jurassic Park so much. But they do a great job, and I, they do a great job with the Marvel too. But man, they just did such a great job with Jurassic Park. I just like that they can get really silly with it too. The story. Oh yeah, it's so and silly. add a Lego component to it, like losing an arm or like mm-hmm. you know their ships break and it's just a bunch of pieces everywhere. Yeah. Destroy stuff to make new stuff. Yeah, yeah, like I don't know. I really, really enjoyed those those couple games, but it's not something. It's it's kind of refreshing that it's not something that like you have to buy everyone to know where the story's going and to understand the next sequel or whatever. Like it's literally just. Hey, did you see this movie? Or are you familiar with these characters? Look what he does. He throws a shield. Like, there are just so many cool things to do. The Batman ones were really, really fun. Like, really, really fun. Um, All right, so we're going to go ahead and start off by talking about what probably a lot of you was your onboarding into, like, superhero video games, the Arkham series. So, uh... Most of us, when we heard that uh, Batman Arkham Asylum was coming out, we're like, that's kind of cool. Batman Begins was our last real Batman game. It wasn't all that great. It wasn't horrible, but it wasn't great. It wasn't good. Yeah. <laughs> so when I saw the trailer for that, I was like, okay, it's kind of like a Metal Gear sneak around takedown game yep. type of thing. Yeah. And, I'll, you know, the reason why I got it is because a buddy of mine was like, hey, the Batman game's coming out. Are you going to get it? I didn't think about getting it, but you know, under peer pressure, I got it, and it was pretty good. You know, I had a pretty, you know, I had Mark Hamill as the Joker on there, and uh, you know, I just like that story of Bruce Wayne. You know, and you get to like experience it firsthand in almost like a first person view type of thing. Well, getting to feel like there—I don't know about you. I know you're a big Batman fan, but the three pillars of Batman for me is fucker's a ninja. He is a martial artist. Like he is like. I think, like, in the top ten martial artists in the whole DC universe. And he is the world's greatest detective. Yep. And the only thing that it didn't 100% deliver on, at least in the first one, was being the greatest detective. There was moments where you got to do detective-y stuff, but it definitely doubled down on being able to fight 100 people at a time and being able to sneak around and take out as many people as can sneak into your area. However, though, if you take in consideration all of the sneakiness but you got to do that detective stuff dude they did all three of those things extremely well at that point in time and when that game came out dude you got to beat the crap out of a bunch of people numerous i mean Mm -hmm. like they just never stopped coming you got that very uncharted you know puzzle like yeah, feel. I forgot all about the puzzles. You can yeah, count you, that as detective dude, stuff. Too. Hell yeah, man! And I mean, the, all the Riddler trophies, like oh, so much. Those those nice dude, there was times where I'm like, how the hell do I get into this little tiny spot? Like I've searched everywhere, and I mean, I'll be honest, man, I didn't get, through, I didn't hundred percent that game. There's no way, I you couldn't pay me. I I couldn't figure it out. I'd have to, I'd have to YouTube it. I would, I'd have to YouTube it. But at that time, all f- fighting, detective, graphics. 
yeah. were fantastic. It was really good. And, like, that, they did not skimp on the story. Like, it was definitely the first one, but that was a really good story. And it, it definitely had this benefit of, like, Metal Gear Solid, those are all, like, specific characters that just exist in Metal Gear. Right. But it was really cool walking through Arkham Asylum and running into Harley Quinn, uh, seeing Mr. Freeze's frozen cell, uh, Calendar Man cell, meeting Penguin, meeting... Uh, the little Easter eggs that were across yeah, the Yeah, all game. the Easter eggs, but, like, even just running into the specific characters. Like, it was really awesome. I can't remember all the, like... Clayface pretended to be somebody. You obviously the Joker being the main bad guy was in there. But Scarecrow in the first one? Yes, no, Scarecrow's yeah. in the first one. And he gave like they they did some interesting trippy stuff. Like his became more of like a platforming challenge yeah. when you fought him. But like there's always that moment like, I put so much of this drug in you. Why how are you still <laughs> fighting? And then like they never really explain how you get to where you are. Like you just run around and you finish the Scarecrow Challenge, which is this weird, trippy, horror balls thing, and then all of a sudden you're in a completely different part of the, the asylum. It was really good. It was yeah. very creative. That was a very great ba- boss battle. Oh, and, yeah. Hands down, probably, like, top ten. You're talking about Joker? The, 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 um, the Scarecrow. Oh, the Scarecrow, Scarecrow battles. Yeah. yeah, well, that's something else that they, they was very, like, asynchronistic. Like, each boss, kind of, like, each one of your villains had a much different boss. Like, Harley Quinn was probably the most normal, and Joker was kind of normal, mm-hmm. but, like, going after Killer Croc was all about moving the right speed and yeah, understanding how timing. to handle it. Oh, my God. That sucked. And Scarecrow, you had to bump, bump, jump around, and then, like, they used Bane to train you how to fight a different kind of monster later on, but even that was kind of cool because you had to hit him with your car to beat him. Uh, so that <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> so that one was, was really cool. I did like the creative ways you can take down people while you're going in stealth. Oh, yeah. Oh, like you can just like knock them down. down. You can throw like your remote batarang. You can, you I know. I like the, so like the batarang was dope because like you got that first person batarang. Like, yeah. I really like, like the bat claw and I know this kind of <laughs> makes me a dick but like a guy's walking over there and I'm just like click and yank him over an edge and then it's like yeah, he'll probably be fine. <laughs> I'm not worried about it at all. I'm pretty sure everyone did that. Yeah. Because I don't like it. I mean, that really ratcheted up, though, when we got into Arkham City. Oh, oh my Arkham God. City was my favorite one out of all of them. Oh, yeah. It had such a wonderful story. Like, my, my, oh, I have one thing that I didn't like about that whole game, and that was you took Rachel Ghoul and made him the weird, trippy part of the game, and then what could have been, like, a gorgeous, like, we've, most of us have played Resident Evil 4. There's this, like, wonderful real-time event, like, knife fight Mm -hmm. that is a movie that you can fail if you don't pull off the real-time events. And instead, when you're fighting Ra's al Ghul, who is one of the most epic, iconic things that has ever happened in a Batman comic, is their sword duel. And this sword duel, when you finally get to the point where you're fighting, you're just hammering on the the, uh, counter button, and then you're hammering on the attack button, and it just totally robs the feeling that you really wanted out of that out of that particular fight but literally every other character every other story and all the side stories were just so good even up to and including like deathstroke <laughs> yeah okay so i'm a fan of deathstroke and when he came out in the batman game i was like all right this boss battle is gonna be nuts fantastic boss I assume you're referring now to origins where you have to do the whole like counter martial arts back and forth Mm, 
Mm, was that, that was so Origins? Good. Yeah, that was Origins. Oh, because okay. Deathstroke doesn't show up in the first one. I think he talks to you at one point yeah. if you finish uh, one of the missions. Oh, That's man. right. How about... Like, let's talk about some of those side missions. The main story is really, really good. Don't get me wrong. But, like, the side missions where you keep finding people cut up, like their faces cut up, and you finally walk into uh, to this little hideout that you find, and it's Thomas Elliot, Hush, who has oh, been cutting yeah. off people's faces and putting them on his own so he looks just like Bruce Wayne. Like, that was fantastic. Yeah. Um, oh, man, there are so many good I'll tell you. I'll tell you a part that really got me. Is when you go into the penguins' lair, okay. and you have to go in there for like a mission, and you have to float across the water on like a the raft. Shark. Yeah, I was like, I was like, what could possibly go wrong? And then a shark just comes out of nowhere. And what do you do? You do the Batman thing. You start punching the shark to death. <laughs> you know, you start mashing the line. <laughs> you know, that was a real moment of adrenaline for me. And that was also my favorite boss in that that uh, that whole game was at one point you're working with Mister Freeze, and Mister Freeze is like. Joker wants it, and he can give me back, you know, my wife, Nora. Yeah. And so he turns on you, and now it is a boss fight against stealth, because you can't just fight him. His, his suit's too much, so you have to keep doing the different stealth attacks on him. You pull his, and, you pull his uh, wiring or something, right? How do you th- yeah, you have to pull the hose off the back of him. You, what, what you, it's been a really long time yeah. since I played that game. What you do is every time that you do a different stealth attack, you, like hit him, you punch him a bunch of times, and then you knock off one of the tubes on the back. And then by the time you do it three times, and every time you successfully do one, he takes the ability to do that to him again away. So if you're hiding in the, the like vents and you pop out and attack him, he will freeze over every vent in that area and you can't do it again. Yeah, that's right. uh, so like, but then at the end, you like beat him until the glass breaks and then you knock him the hell unconscious. But like that was my favorite boss fight because you had to be super creative about leading him places and where you hid, how you handled using the different environmental stuff. Like it was, it was more thought out than most of them. And then that reveal at the end, like that the Joker that looks all healthy and fine has been Clayface all along. Yeah. Like that was so good. I mean, that boss fight was a little boring, but like that reveal was incredible. Uh. We're gonna slip into Origins because it is the next one that came out, even though it's a prequel. Uh, I that was personally my favorite story. It's a good one. But I think they wasted Bane a little bit because they yeah. tried to do the same kind of stealth fight, but they didn't put it in a cool enough area, so it wasn't anywhere near as good. Um, but the scene where you get to play as the Joker in his own like trippy headspace. Oh my god! And Harley Quinn is having a therapy session with the Joker and he is describing basically falling in love with Batman and she thinks that he's talking about falling in love with her and the whole time you're seeing him just become enamored with the idea that Batman is his opposite such a wonderful like just an incredible little way to do that um, so opposites attract. Yeah, amen. I mean, there there was other cool things about that game. Like, the level design was more interesting than anything to me because, like, a lot of the characters are a little bit forgettable. Yeah. I mean, Zaz has a through line through all the games, and he is just a joke. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> a lot of it. That was, if I recall, that game had DLC, right? You could get um, Robin, Batgirl, That was Cap- nice. Damn that was it. Arkham Knight. Yeah. I bought all the DLC for that one. Yeah. Cool. Well, I mean, we can click over to Arkham Knight right now, unless you guys have anything specific to say about Origins. I mean, I've, at the time, I only played, like, a couple, you I know, a little bit of it. Little bit. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, the problem was it wasn't the same company. Like it was Rocksteady. Oh, that's well, it was right. WB, but Montreal made the Origins game, and they'd had like sound issues and a couple of glitches and stuff. Like they all, they also gave us that Deathstroke fight. So I'm not saying that they were horrible. Oh, the biggest joke boss of all the assassins that are coming for you in that game, Electrocutioner. Oh, because he God. shows up. He's like, I'm gonna kick your ass. You hit any button in that fight, and you, you KO him and. <laughs> <laughs> So good. Uh, I forgot but, about that. Yeah, but moving on to Arkham Knight, like, I have more criticisms of this game, but I also have a lot of things I absolutely loved about this game. So, like, what were your guys' thoughts? Did you play Knight? Uh, I can't say mm-hmm. I have. I kind of stopped after, like, Origins and Arkham City. Well, I can I can make Arkham Knight happen for you. All right, great. All well, right. let me know. Like, the, Spoilers through if you guys haven't played this game for four or five years ago. It was probably longer than that. Oh now. my god, you're right. <laughs> probably, you know what? Yeah, you're right. So, here's one of the things that I think is funny. 2013, was it? I think so. Yeah. But, okay, we loved the, the Deathstroke fight from Origins, right? Yep. Do you remember how Deathstroke was used in Arkham Knight? Minimalistically, if I recall. After you ta- after you pass the... Um, the point of the game where it's revealed who the Red Hood is. Spoiler alert, he's exactly who he is in the comic books. Uh, the Arkham Knight is Red Hood. Um, but once you got past the point where that got revealed, he's no longer running all of the Arkham Knight's forces. So there's a bunch of like side missions where you're just taking out the forces that are taking over Gotham, mm-hmm. and Deathstroke takes them over. And then there's this stupid... I hated the Batmobile. Oh my god. I liked liked being the Batmobile. Like, I liked chasing things down and dodging rockets and stuff. That was cool. When I had to be the tank, Batman has better things to do than drive a tank. I think that he could have done things better. He could have had Barbara Gordon hack them all, whatever. I didn't care for that part. I understand a lot of people liked it. It wasn't my thing. But there's this, like, boss where you have to, like, destroy this, like, super tank that Deathstroke is in. Like, the, the guy who fights as good as Batman with a sword, you have this opportunity for these awesome fights, and they put him in a tank. And I was like, well, when, at least when I beat this tank, I'm gonna get to fight Deathstroke, that's gonna be awesome. <laughs> and it shows him get out of the thing, and he's like, oh, and he grabs his sword and he dives at you, and then Batman's cape blocks the view, and then he's unconscious on the ground. What? And I was like, well, that he's was- Super, ex- super disappointing. That was Anti- anticlimactic. disappointing. But like, the rest of the game, like, you have to work with Poison Ivy, that's awesome. Like, how Scarecrow gets you to think that Barbara's dead. How, like, her dad ends up betraying you at one point. Like, there's all these, like, super dramatic moments that are just tied into such a huge, wonderful game. And, they're, and they do kind of dial things up. Like, even if you don't take into account the tank stuff, like, you're dropping, like blimps out of the sky and you have to like fly around and take out drones you have to deal with the uh, man bat but the single greatest thing about the game because you weren't expecting it mark hamill had retired oh really and but oh. joker had died at the end of markham city <laughs> right so like we don't expect our, him to show up we know scarecrow is going to be the next bad guy and at one point you know it was right in the beginning you turn around as you're trying to stop this fear toxin from uh, from blowing up and covering the whole eastern seaboard. You turn around, and there's the Joker pointing a gun at your face. Wow. And the whole time, it turns out that because you were injected with Joker's blood in Arkham City, you are 
And after that huge dose of fear toxin, you're going crazy. And the Joker is starting to take over your body. His mind is taking over your body. So you constantly are like, and it throws him in in such wonderfully random places. Oh, how he just shows up, places. mocks you, like, and there are really like dramatic moments down the line where like you're fighting the fact that it's happening. Oh, so much about the game is good. Like they swung for the fences. They did a really awesome job. They carried over the the hush thing. Like, it was a real small side mission, but they carried it over. It was mm. cool. It did. And, you know, I can overlook the bad stuff, especially if we're going to get more games. Dude, if you overlook the bad... Like, the amount of bad stuff to how amazing the gameplay, the game, the storytelling... It doesn't matter. The game... Like, you got your $65 worth. Oh. When, you, when you bought that game at full price, hands down, I don't care what anybody says... You got your sixty-five. I did have a good experience before. to this day. I'll, I'll probably go back and play. You, you could literally, I mean, go to shameless plug GameStop or wherever. Mm-hmm. You go to anywhere but GameStop. That place is terrible. You know, <laughs> probably pay ten or fifteen bucks for it now. Did you absolutely get ten or fifteen dollars worth? Period. If you guys are gonna talk about like really good stories in a superhero game, though, we gotta slide into Spider-Man. Like. Ooh. But which Spider-Man? Well, because Miles Morales is where it got so good. Okay, we're going to start with the first one because I know you have a lot to say. About uh, I don't Miles know about Morales. a lot to say. I'll never forget I mean, seeing the reveal. I did almost platinum that game. So. I'll never forget the first time I saw the reveal trailer for Spider-Man. I was mind blown. I was like, what is this and when can I play it? The one for PS2? The one on the PS4. Yeah, we're, we're, the, we're, ta- about we're talking about that. Okay, no, so it's the amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right, all right. Um, God, it was like, you know, finally something good is coming out, you know? And I was just like, you know, because it's a superhero game, right? Like, it's, Well, it's a- my thing was I knew that Dan Slott, who was at the time writing, like, what is largely considered one of the best runs of Spider-Man, was one of the major writers on it. And, like, I didn't know it right away. It just looked fantastic. And, I mean, they show you that huge set po- set piece in the trailer where you're, like, stopping the crane from falling down and everything. But, like, once you get into the game, you're, like, being mentored by Dr. Octopus. And, like, you're friends with Yuri, who is basically your version of Commissioner Gordon. And, like, things aren't so bad, but you're not with, like, MJ. And, like, you get the feel that you are at a really cool moment in Spider-Man's world. And as you go, like, you're building Dr. Octopus. And that was super yeah, cool. That you, was get, you get to see his descent. They use Mr. Negative, who was another one of Dan Slott's kind of, like, love letter characters. He yep. really, really likes him. But, like, those were the only two, like, super villains, other than the Shocker, who is traditionally kind of a joke boss in all Spider-Man yeah. games. Killer Croc. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> um, he was in it. He was in it. Killer Croc was not in... Uh, he, he or no, he was in... He was in the all the other uh, yeah, Arkham right. games. <laughs> Can you imagine Killer Croc my, my, coming out of nowhere? My brain, dude, is like just... It is, it is all over the place. Spider-Man would be like, what is this? I, I apologize like, well, for that. I'm just going to go ahead and fast, since I know we want to talk about Miles Morales. I'm going to fast forward to what I thought was the coup de grace. It has a great like emotional story. Uh, don't get me wrong, but like the whole time there are things that you can do. Like you can break the crime down in each area so it drops how often crime spawns. You can you can finish all these side missions. Uh, you can take down these like headquarters that have people that can spot you and cause issues. But if you're not doing all of the side missions before you do 
all of the story missions, they keep kind of overlaying each other in each act. Oh, and yeah. there is a point where you go and you have to stop the supervillains from escaping the raft you get your ass handed to you <laughs> and you get thrown over the edge and it's 24 hours later you've decided okay I'm not gonna die and you go back out to do something and you jump off the thing and it slows down giving you the chance to start your web swinging and there is crime everywhere there are headquarters everywhere there's things going people are calling you and talking to you J. Jonah Jameson is blaming you for this again <laughs> like everything Surprise. is happening and it felt like it felt like the beginning of the third act in every Spider-Man comic book you ever read. Like, Spider-Man has done everything he can to handle it, and everything has spiraled out of control, and he's hurt, and now he has to go do everything he can to fix it. Yeah. But out of the chapter, out of the story, out of the missions of Spider-Man comes Miles Morales. He gets bitten. At the end, they tell each other who they are. Yeah, he's like, look what I can do. And yeah, then he yeah. just hangs on the ceiling. And he's like, you can do that too? <laughs> and then he's just the same well, thing. Exactly. And then that moves into what a lot of people call it a DLC size, but I thought it was big enough to be a yeah, good game. Yeah, it was pretty much it. its own game, kind of. Yeah, but I mean, oh, the storytelling was so sweet. The, the one thing that you haven't even mentioned for any of, for any of this game, the swinging mechanics. Well, I mean, that's not really so much a new thing because they, like... They mastered it with the PS4 version of Spider-Man. Okay, I'll give you that. If you play, you know, the the older versions for PS3, like it was good, but it wasn't great. Like, no, you get you feel like you are Spider-Man when you're swinging through the city. Like, it so much better than all. That's very true. And then when they did the Miles Morales, which we will get into, they just took that up the ante like times 40. Mm-hmm. The physics engine is real tight. Oh, real yeah. tight. And I can appreciate the alternate costumes that you unlocked oh, along the way. Oh, yes. Now, as everyone knows in this room, I'm a fan of black and gold, right? It's just the aesthetic that I like. Really? <laughs> really? <laughs> no, yeah. black and gold t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That he's wearing. Yeah. Let's see, see. But, so when they came out with a costume like that, I immediately went to it. I don't care what the perks were. I don't care if it was yeah, going to benefit me or it was going to impact my missions in the game. I just have to roll with it. Dude, that mechanic, the fact that like as soon as you earned it, you didn't have to wear that costume to have any of the other abilities means that once you've got a costume you wanted, yours is black and the black and gold. I loved Ben Riley's Scarlet Spider outfit, and that's Ooh. the one that I do the whole time. That was a good one. And no matter which one you unlock, you can put the different abilities on whatever you want. And what's great, and you know, I just don't want to overlook it, is that whatever costume you're wearing, they put it in the cutscene. With one exception. What? Ooh, which one? At the end of the game, when you right before you go fight Doctor Octopus, you go look at what he did to make his arms and his outfit and you build yourself a new outfit it is also black and gold and it its ability is that oh, it generates yeah. but when you walk into that cutscene, you're back in the white spider outfit yeah. and yeah. i think they did that specifically because that white spider outfit was dr octopus's idea so i think for it to have yeah. like its poetic meaning you're walking in clad in what he gave you and then you are looking at what he made and improving on it and you're going to stop him with what you made based on it. Such a good fight too. I love the cinematic. I love the how it all came together. 
Mm-hmm. You know, mind you, I was playing on a big TV and I had like the sound bar, so I was experiencing it from all angles and the but, bougie way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but that didn't. Ladies and gentlemen, Carlos said bougie man, the bougie master. We call it the bouge master. The bouge master. <laughs> that should like master. Okay, we don't, we don't, we don't drink here necessarily. So necessarily, bouge master. Um, but going into it. One thing that really like killed me, one thing that really broke me down was the death of Anne May. Oh, you know that. Did you cry? I I did. I teared up. That hit home. You, you know, big sap. But it's like shut up. I think we all did. I'm not not even gonna lie. I think we all did. Like if you haven't experienced that, go play the game. Experience the Anne May moment. Tell me how you feel. And yeah, go to our go to our Instagram, our Facebook. Go pay us on Patreon if you really want us to know. Shameless plug. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but like, seriously, what were your favorite moments in in that first Spider Man game? I also cried. Like, I got daddy issues. Like when he's having that last conversation with Doctor Octopus, and he was like, "Don't leave me, Peter." And he was like, "You were everything. I wanted to be just like you." Like I bawled from basically that point until the and that was Aunt May died. That was it. <laughs> you know, they sure know how to. Pull the strings, you know. They absolutely do. Heart tug. Heart and tug. speaking tug. of that, if you haven't played Miles Morales, Walk, go ahead. All right, now this may come as to you as a surprise, but I didn't get a chance to play Miles Morales, and I could have played it on the PS4, but I wanted to play it on the PS5, and even ever since then, I just haven't been able to get a hold of one. So walk me through it. Okay, first off, so my friend Nick, Nick, if you're listening to this. I love you that you have a PS5 and I'm completely jealous. But uh, he did not have Miles Morales when I went over there because I was like, dude, you have a PS5? Let's play Miles Morales. Let's go. And he's like, no, I have Call of Duty and I have whatever, some other random game. Hopefully Ghost of Tsushima. I think that's what it was. Um, but I was like, dude, I want to play Miles Morales on PS5. But I was only fortunate enough to play this on PS4. Um, I did pretty much platinum that game. I did every single thing in that game you could except for I think at the time I had or still have I guess because I haven't completed it um, I think there's like 10 or 15 side missions that I haven't done I have one suit to unlock and that's because you have to complete all the side missions to unlock said suit Hmm. everything else I have and I have done now this is prescient for right now not only because Spider-Man the movie is coming out in a month but the game starts literally starts on Thanksgiving. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Yeah, right. so like, oh they do a really good job of just locking in like the emotional core of your character. It introduces you to your roommate. So those of you who saw uh, Welcome to the Spider-Verse, like, it's basically the same kid. Oh, okay. Uh, he's best, best Spider-Man movie, in my opinion. Dude, I've watched that movie probably 40 times. Yeah. I just, when you say it hits home, that just hits home for me. Yeah, well, I'm in love with seeing, like, alt-world versions of things, like, tweaked versions. And I gotta say, the uh, Olivia Octopus yeah, that was, was so cool. good because the way she talked was so, like, maternal when mm-hmm. she talked to you. And she was like, I'm gonna have to have you put that computer down, son. It's proprietary. <laughs> and she's trying to kill him openly. Uh, but not to get off track. So, like, Tangent. They, they introduce you to... Uh, him and they introduce you to your best friend since childhood i honestly don't remember her name but it's real important that she's in there she's got a a brother who is dead and he used to work for i think it's roxon yeah yeah so like 
you get all of this backstory, but you get that they all love each other, hands down. And you have to figure out what Roxxon is doing mm -hmm. so you can save the secret. And this character, the Tinkerer, has been messing with the city. You you don't get to see the Tinkerer until like, what, two hours, three hours into the game? Three or probably four, to be yeah. honest. I'm pretty sure it's four. And then like, this person, and I'm, I'm expecting like the Tinkerer from comics, like some fat guy with a bowl cut, you know, like running around. And it's this like, trim character with like all of this like special kind of tech that no one's ever seen before and then you get an, an almost instantaneous reveal like maybe two minutes after they show up it's your best friend wow and she is coming at rocks on and she's hurting people in the process so you're obviously trying to stop her and so much of the game is you just trying to navigate stopping her without outing her to the cops without hurting her and without letting anyone else get hurt by her and without letting her know you're Spider-Man because she'll call you sporadically through the game and you're like trying not to like let her know that you know. I see. And I mean, if we're talking about emotional cores to the <laughs> end of the game, like when she realizes what her obsession is doing, there's this moment, I can't remember exactly how we got there, but like this build, she's been causing this thing, it's about to blow up the rocks on campus and the building, I think, is partially collapsing, and so you run over and you grab her, and you're falling backwards, and you're hugging each other because you're best friends, and she whispers in your ear, I'm sorry, and you say, I know, it's okay, and uh, you shoot your, your web, but it just barely catches something, and, then and she you falls, and well, the two of you start to swing, but it's not enough, and you plow into the ground. Whoa. Oh, dude, it's it's it it's, emo back. it's emotional, dude. It's emotional. And it's then like, like, whoa, shit, kind of moment. Like, there's some beautiful sacrifice moments. There's moments where the two of you are back to being best friends, trying to use your combined IQ to save everybody because of the mistakes she made. And like, it is heartbreaking, all the way. Like, it's heroic shit. It is. It qualifies. What's your full story tell me? Yeah. There's nothing like it. Like, the only reason I'm skirting around it right now is I don't want to ruin these last moments for you. Sure, sure. But it is so goddamn good. Find a PS5, Carlos. Let's play it. Let's <sighs> Actually, do it. if you wait until the day after Thanksgiving, I can give it to you for the PS4. <laughs> and you can play it. It's not the same. Okay, fine. Well, don't, don't experience good I want things. the full experience. Hey, if you have a nice enough TV, man, yeah, it's, it's going to be it the same. It doesn't make a difference. Sure. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm not going to lie, dude. Nick's PS5, with, I mean, I, I think the guy has an 8K TV, so it's, like, ridiculous. And I think it's, like, 80 inches. It's gnarly. But, honestly, the only thing that I got out of a PS5 uh, between the PS4 is it's just so snappy. Sorry. It's just so quick. Yeah. The visuals, I mean, honestly, really, truly, to be honest, like, I don't notice ass, the terrible difference. I mean, it depends on your TV, man, honestly. Straight up, real talk. If you add a 4K TV to an 8K TV, literally it's only going to be a difference. Yeah, I'm sure our eyes can only capture so much. Yeah. So, you know. Um, and for those of you that can't see, Carlos does wear glasses. Actually, we I all think wear we all glasses. wear glasses. So, yeah. I mean, really. This is my secret identity. <laughs> so, like, when, that, when I'm Clark out saving people. Yeah. What? Yeah, like, this is me as Superman. Nick's Clark Kent. I'm just, right. I'm just a blind guy without him. I'm no superhero. <laughs> For those of you who Dear can't people. see, because you're not watching our YouTube video, we just all took our glasses off, so that way you could see what we really look like. But, I mean, you know, so you got to hop over to YouTube to see what we look like. 
So one of the side things I'm going to mention, because I don't, I honestly, uh, Miles Morales, the only thing that it didn't have a lot of was a bunch of, like, side stuff. I mean, there was side huh. stuff. There was side uh, stuff. There was nowhere near as much as the first Spider-Man or any of the Batman games. And when I say side stuff, the side missions were not superhero-based. Like, most okay, of them yeah, were just doing were stuff fish. around town. They were playing yeah. Go Fish. But, so there's this guy who named a cat... Oh, I was literally just about to bring that up. I was like, let's talk about Spider-Man Cat. All right, give, I mean, give us Spider-Man. So Spider-Man Cat basically is a local shop owner's cat, okay? Mm-hmm. And everybody loves this cat. He's, he's an outside cat, you know? Everybody, you know, it's like... He like chills my, at the bodega. It's, it's like my dog Scully, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we, everybody comes over, everybody loves Scully, right? So think of Scully as the neighborhood dog, right? But a cat named Spider-Man. So Spider-Man gets lost he basically ends up following these you know bad guys into this bank and you're supposed to save spider-man as spider-man and you have to like you're you're following him you're following him and then you end up coming across these bad guys trying to break into this thing and you have to beat all these bad guys to save spider-man cat so once you do this you end up unlocking the spider-man cat outfit which (laughs) is basically like what it's it's basically you're wearing just like a a jacket, just like a regular like jacket from Walmart that looks like Spider-Man, but you have a backpack and Spider-Man cats in your bag. And then, nice. and spite the cat, Spider-Man has a Spider-Man like cowl. Yeah, and he wears a little cat spider face. And while you're swinging, every now and then he pops up. Here's my favorite part, though. You know how you have the like auto like you beat a guy by using this attack. Yeah. When you do that, there is a chance every time that, like, as you're, like, jumping up to hit the guy, the cat jumps up on your shoulder and swipes at his face. Yeah, it's great. (laughs) It is, like, made for the internet, because it's all cat. But, like, even me, who has no heart when it comes to cats, was just like, that is awesome. This is one of the funnest things. It was a really great, like, side mission. That one, honestly, I mean, it's super cute. It's a a fun, cute, weird-ass mission. Like, but... I mean, even the fighting, though. The fighting was good. Like, the, the whole scenario. Like, the outfit, I mean, perks-wise, doesn't do shit. I mean, it's basically garbage. It's I, mean, not, I, it's not I used it strictly to be like, <laughs> I got a cat on my back. But they, uh, like, they, they do a really good job on all of the missions because it's not... The first Spider-Man, Peter Parker, he focuses on, like, dealing with supervillains and stuff, but this was an extremely personal story in every possible direction like the side missions you do you're helping people in the neighborhood oh that is one mechanic that made things so much easier he created an app so you're you can choose what missions you're you want to do neighborhood nice. and people can ask you for help so it, it makes it real easy to deal with like hook, like quest hooks and stuff yeah so basically you get an alert like a text message and then it adds to your hub at the bottom saying that you have like another side mission and you can choose to do the side missions at any time but That's like they also replace your your best friend who would probably have been your girlfriend. They replace her with like this deaf girl who puts herself in harm's way to get you to help people. Mm-hmm. So like the, it's all about like the emotional attachments of Miles Morales. It is an awesome way to tell a story. It was so fantastic. My fiance, the only reason you have to wait until the day after Thanksgiving, my fiance wants to play the game oh, on Thanksgiving. Yeah, I was wondering what that was about. Yeah, absolutely. I was actually curious why you, why you said it that way. Yeah, but and, uh, you know what? I was also wondering maybe, hey, he's gonna pick up a PS5 for Black Friday, and he's gonna buy it on PS5 or upgrade it. I don't know. Oh no, I have I have a PS5, so oh, you know. Wait, lucky you. Yep, yeah, yeah, I got a I got a PS5. You know, it's, it's cool. For those of you that cannot see my face, <laughs> it is full of disgust here today. 
Yeah, I understand, and I can weather your disgust while playing my PlayStation I've, 5. <laughs> <laughs> I've just accepted it that I'll get one eventually. You will. But. And I'm just going to accept that I will never have one until they're as much as a PlayStation 2. Alright, well, you'll have one by, like, 2062. Um, <laughs> hell yeah, the PlayStation 47 will be out, and I'll be like, sweet, I got that old HDMI. And people are going to be like, we don't make TVs that do that anymore. Yeah, we inject them in our... Yeah, it's okay, but see, here's the thing. My dad likes to correct, uh, collect a bunch of crap that he thinks is going to be, like, amazing sometime. I mean, dude, I'm not going to lie. Like, right now, with the whole, you know, boats and shit sinking, crap's going up. So, you know, he has... An older T, like an older uh, 4K TV that he bought like two Black Fridays ago in the garage. That'll work. I'll find it in my dad's garage somewhere. Yeah, I was just hoping that like you would have an old Twilight Zone thing, like your glasses break now that you have all of the <laughs> thing. Like <laughs> you, they no longer make TVs with HDMI cables. But I have time now. But I have time. Or right. like that episode of South Park where Eric yeah. wants to get a Wii. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes into the future. He's like, how the hell do I plug it in? <laughs> All right. So we have blathered on about what's out there. Let's talk about some of the stuff that's coming up. It should be about 50 minutes, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So the, the two games that I really wanted to push, I mean, there are, you know, there's five major games coming out. You've all heard about Suicide Squad. Um, Midnight Suns, I guess it plays like Marvel Ultimate Alliance. None of the characters really yeah. mattered to me, so I didn't really care. Wah, wah. Um, also, I'm going to mention the, the Marvel Avengers game. Like, if you like story, I mean, that's going to constantly be coming out for the next couple of years. Low so. key, it was, I mean, with that honorable mention, I mean, I did, I did get it. I played it. Wasn't terrible. It's not wasn't super Wasn't great. It, dude, I lost interest really fast. I really liked Kamala Khan, though. I mean, they're they're writing really good yeah. characters. It's just the gameplay wasn't all that great. Yep. They yeah. needed a little little TSC. Um, so we they dropped the teaser trailer for Wolverine. We don't know much about how it's gonna play or what we it's know, gonna look like. We know forty two seconds of what's gonna play. Forty two seconds, and I did not want to drink with Wolverine in those forty two seconds. There not wasn't very many conscious or breathing. Alive. I just hope that you know they're gonna put effort into it because the last Wolverine game I played was that X Men Origins one. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Well, and, I mean, Marvel is, like, Disney is now throwing money at Marvel, and they are putting, like, actual comic book writers onto their best game development groups to make these games. So yeah, they're going to make a Wolverine game that makes you feel like Wolverine. At least I hope they do. Who's the studio that's making it? I'm not sure. I think it might just be Sony Productions. No, it's Insomniac. Is it Insom- Oh, Insomniac. It's the guys who brought us Spider-Man. Oh, perfect. So, I mean, they're, they're going to, they understand how to make a character a yeah. character. All right, so... The, the two things that we wanted to point out is uh, Spider-Man 2 got its trailer dropped. If you haven't seen it yet, I suggest you go check it out. Uh, that way you'll at least have for reference what we're about to talk about on here. So we watched it right before we started recording. What did you guys think? So, the graphics look pretty great. Well, I mean... You know, of course. And naturally, that that's a given. Like, everything is looking good these days. Well, it is for PS5, um, and so now Carlos and I need to have a PS5 to even play said oh, game. I mean, I'm all set. So, I mean, I'll <laughs> let you guys know what it's like. Oh, I might have to go rob Dave. <laughs> so, um, I did see some co-op mechanics going on there. Uh, what we think is co-op. What we think is co-op. Yeah. I mean, it could be an AI, but I'm hoping it's co-op. I mean, the PlayStation 5 can handle it. Oh, God, yeah. It's too early to tell. You know, it's just a teaser just to get the fans going. Um, it was nice to see Miles and 
Peter Parker together. That's going to be great. And Venom at the end. Yeah. My my personal excitement was the whole voiceover sounds like Craven talking about coming for Spider-Man. That's what I thought, too. And, like, Craven is personally my favorite. Even the whole, like, switcheroo they've done in comic books yeah. where, like, Craven offed himself again, but he trained his eldest son to be the new Craven. Like... All of that is so, mm, so good. So for my knowledge, and I'm sure for some of the knowledge of the listeners, give us a little spiel about who Craven is. All right, Craven is a, uh, I can't, it's not Latvian, but he's some Eastern European, like almost Russian, like one of those like places that is no longer part of the USSR, but they might as well be Russian. Uh, he is a lord from there who has hunted every, every dangerous predator on the planet and decided that Spider-Man because he was a menace, was an okay superhero to hunt. <laughs> and over the course of the comic books, like it got to the point where he had hunted him enough, he had proven that he would have been a better spider totem than Spider-Man, and then kills himself. Hmm. Recently, he got resurrected thanks to Dan Slott, who is a genius at writing everything Spider-Man, and he, uh, he kind of concocted a way to off the rest of his family, except for his eldest son, and his eldest son was like a wild, like dreadlocked version of his father. And then when he finally found a way to take his own life again, he left a note for his son that says, I've trained you, it's time to tame the beast. Mm -hmm. And he shaves his hair and he wears his dad's traditional like lion vest. And it was just such a cool like passing the torch story. There's a lot more to it, but like those are sort of the best things about Craven. He has his own code of honor. He's never going to put innocent people at risk if he's hunting unless they are literally the bait. Like he has morality and he has a sense of who he is that sets him apart from a lot of other characters that are just batshit. Okay. Okay. And the other thing to think about is Venom. Like you said, for those of you who played the first Spider-Man, Harry is the one who has a symbiote that seems to be healing him. But it feels like not for long. Well, no, I think it will be for long. In the uh, Ultimate Spider-Man universe, Venom and Carnage are literally like bacterial suits that are supposed to help heal you. Yeah. Like they aren't space people. They aren't like they, they space just symbiote space symbiotes, whatever. Space people. <laughs> space suits. They are sentient space suits. But like they they went with this instead. And I hope it starts as Harry. Who knows? We might see it move to somebody else. Like, it would be great if you could save Harry or whatever. But both of those things mean that we're getting, like, a really cool, once again, like, a half step away from our normal Spider-Man continuity. Yep. And I'm really looking forward to that. And then we're kind of running out of time, so I'm just going to go ahead and name drop Gotham Knights. Uh, that it, looks fantastic. It looks great. I love having multiple characters to use. I love that there's going to be co-op. I think it's really effing bizarre that, like, the story is Batman died. For those of you who beat Arkham Knight all the way, Batman blows up his cave and he is presumed dead. So, like, he dies, all these people show up, and I think the only reason that they said that this is not a continuation of the Arkham series is because... They wanted Barbara to be able to walk, and they wanted Jason Todd to be part of the team. <laughs> yep. But, like, I feel like there was missions you could have put in the game to do both exactly. of those things, and then they would have been playable anyway. But whatever. I don't understand what they're doing with it. It looks dope. I love the fact that they brought in Scott Snyder's probably best invention while writing Batman, and that was uh, the, the Court of Owls. Yep. Uh, 
great comic book series. Oh, man, everything. Scott Snyder is awesome. His Justice League, his his Batman, all of it was fantastic. Very popular. All right, so it looks like we're running out of time. Yep, yep we got about five minutes left. I just want to thank you guys for sticking around and listening to the podcast. You know, we really appreciate you guys. And uh, over at YouTube as well, watching us here. Um you know, without it, without you guys, you know, we can't put this into production. And, you know, I think we talked about some really good, solid stuff here, you know. Yeah, I mean, play every game we mentioned except for Superman 64 or, or Marvel. <laughs> I mean, or some Avengers. people like those. Uh, not all of us liked those, but, I mean, they're, they're really popular for those of you who have played them before. Play Miles Morales, hands down. Definitely worth your, worth your time. All right, if you enjoyed hearing about us, however, where can they find us, Jared? So we have a Instagram, we have a Facebook, we have a website itself, we have Patreon. So if you guys want to uh, go ahead and be a Patreon, you can also DM us, give us ideas on what to do with our Patreon account, see what you guys want to do um, and what you guys want to see. We will put those into action, hopefully, and get all that settled. Uh, also, we have us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. All right. And uh, what do they search on Instagram, whatever? Is it just... So it is literally our name. It is just Comic Comfort Podcast. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be rolling out a ton of fun stuff here in the upcoming months. We got a lot um, of ideas. Yeah, we got plenty to yeah. go around. Any feedback you guys have really helps us out. And yeah. Uh, shortly, we'll be putting up on our Patreon a uh, list of stuff that we're considering doing. If you want to drop some money, you can also like <laughs> help, slide us help the Help fund our cool stuff that we need to create. Yeah, the next episode, like, this room is going to change. So Yeah, I mean, we're going to keep growing whether you do it or not, but if you want to support us, you'll be coming along the ride. You'll be part of the family. And we appreciate it. Yeah. Yep. So, for uh, com- uh, Comic Comfort Podcast, uh, this has been Big Dave, Carlos, and Jared. And uh, never forget, you're our hero. Yeah, if you go to Disney, buy the Fast Pass. <laughs> That's all. Wow, Carlos. Hey, I, I just Way to know. end that one. You know what? I'll accept it. I'll yeah, take that's it. That's fine. I'll, I'll take it. it. It's like, I now want you to give us like super mundane advice after <laughs> I say you're our hero every time. Don't forget to take the trash out on Tuesday, bro. <laughs> you know. Hey, if those are one hour, two hour lines. Just saying. What oh, we got we got to bump up the time frame to get content like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. That's that's fair. All right, guys, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe, too, on the YouTube channel and or on anything. Just make sure you like, comment, follow us, all the things. Until next time. We appreciate you. We love you. Thank you very much. See you next time.